Good morning and welcome to this week's PMXI session brought to you today by PMXI, where we provide property management solutions for growing agencies. My name is Shanley Draper and with me today is a delightful Terry Handy, co-founder of PMXI and property management expert. We are really looking forward to today's conversation, which is when they want you to drop your pants, we've crossed that out and said fees after all these years. So really looking forward to today's conversation with you, Terry. But firstly, we just want to say thank you for tuning in with us. We will, we will be reading your comments and questions throughout the conversation. So please feel free to chime in at any time. And if you are joining us via our podcast, hello to you too. And we hope you're having an amazing week. So before we dive in today, we'd like to start each conversation with some gratitude. So we'll start with you, Terry. What are you feeling grateful for today? Well, I'm grateful that you ask me this question every week because this week, I can't believe it's Thursday, we're rush, rush, rush. I feel like, you know, the world is spinning very quickly, it's end of financial year and by asking you this question, you forced me to pause and, and think about all the good stuff. So thank you for that, I'm grateful for that. But I'm also grateful that my baby sister is going to be here in my town. She lives 2,000 kilometres away. She's going to be here for at least a week or so. She arrives tomorrow, so that's super exciting. What about you? What are you grateful for? Oh, um, it might sound like a bit of a funny one, but today I'm really grateful for the new dryer that we bought on the weekend. So I've been saying to Draper, I'm so sick of not being able to get to the bottom of the laundry pile every single weekend. And you know, if you have like a couple of bad days where there's like not very much sun or like you put the washing out too late and it doesn't actually get the sun because the sun's gone by that time, then you spend the whole week trying to catch up and I'm over it. I'm like, no, I, I'm cheap. So I don't want to buy a dryer and pay for the electricity. But I was like, nah, with a toddler in tow, the like this little toddler he wears I swear to god like five sets of clothes a day like our washing basket is never ever empty so bought a dryer on the weekend did all of my washing I'm completely up to date and I feel like a new woman so I'm very very grateful for my dryer just because it makes me feel more organized um, and like I can be more productive so like I said a bit of a strange one but super grateful for just like technology and those kind of things and be able to use that sort of stuff so anyway let's get into today's conversation which is all around your clients wanting you to drop your pants and when we say that we mean drop your fees um, if you're in real estate or property you'll know exactly what that term means um, after they've actually worked with you long term so Terry, I guess what first comes to mind when I think about this particular scenario and the conversation is that there must be a reason that our client has, you know, decided to reach out and say, hey, I'd like to negotiate on your fees after you've been doing business with them for quite some time. So I guess the first thing we need to do here is really understand what led them to this point of, you know, asking that question, which is essentially asking you to perform or deliver on the service that you've already been providing to them for a cheaper fee or a cheaper rate. So Terry, my question to you is, how can we get to the root of what's really going on with a client who has asked us to drop our fees and I guess really understand why they've asked for this discount in the first place? Yep. Um, it, it's a really good question and I think we need to acknowledge first off that when something like this happens, it actually makes you feel like you've been blindsided. Like it, It's probably not a conversation you're expecting and you also probably don't feel very prepared for it because you know, you weren't expecting it. So sometimes we can receive an email out of the blue asking for a reduction. Other times it's when we're speaking to a client on the phone and they just kind of slip into the conversation and, and you know, oh, how about um, a bit of a discount? And it really catches you on the back foot. And and when this happens, your first reaction might be to um, panic a little. You might be a bit like, whoa, hang on, hang on. I don't do fees. I'm the property manager, not 
the BBM. I've got no idea what to say. And basically, you're a little shocked. And and when we're caught unawares like this, our, our first reaction is to often uh, flick past the problem onto someone else because we do see it as a problem. And and we desperately, desperately want somebody else to deal with it. So we end up saying things to the client like, oh, "Leave it with me. I'll, I'll need to check with the boss." Or um, this is terrible, but uh, that's not my department. I'll, I'll get so-and-so to give you a call back. And sometimes, which is actually worse, you might receive a request like this in the form of an email and, and you just look at it for a while because you're like, oh, I don't know what to do with this, and, and you kind of avoid dealing with it. So you procrastinate, you ponder, you, you do everything to avoid taking action. And so it gets pushed to the bottom of your priority pile and it sort of hangs around there for a bit. and But the, the request doesn't go away. In fact, the longer you take to respond, the more you're actually reinforcing with the client that they're right to ask for lower fees. And, and you know, as soon as you raise the matter with the boss, they're going to ask why. Why do they want to pay us less? What have you done? Why are they unhappy? What's gone on? And but even as I say that, I actually feel quite yucky and defensive. So like, what's going on? I don't know. It wasn't me. Uh, so it's no wonder that we want to avoid telling them. And um, you know what? Their reaction is actually perfectly normal too, that they've just been blindsided as well. So, of course, they want to know the background. Um, and, it, and it is their business that's being impacted. So, uh, yeah, it, it's important to kind of look at everyone's perspective here. So at some stage, you're going to need to find out what has brought the client to this point. You can't ignore it. And so what prompted them to ask the question? And just like most things in life, the sooner we address it, the better. We've got to eat that frog. And as hard and as uncomfortable as this feels, do not avoid it. Okay. Mm. So there could be a number of things that prompted them to ask the question. So uh, sure, they might be unhappy and there might have been some issues in the past. But, like, we really usually know about these, don't we, that the team may have dropped the ball big time. And in these situations, I find that a reduction in fees is normally actually offered by the agency as a way of retaining the business rather than the client requesting it. So if they do request reduced fees because of mistake, then this tells me that they really don't want to leave, okay? They want to stay with you because what I find is if someone is truly unhappy, they will just often quietly disappear and no amount of compensation is going to make them stay with you. So what we're talking about today is the client who on the surface doesn't appear to have any problems. There have been no issues that you can think of. Things have been ticking along quite well, well, in our opinion, and then out of the blue, they want us to drop our fees. So. The other thing to, to think about here is that actually at this time of year, it's quite common because our clients are paying attention to their finances. They're reading their end of financial year summaries. They're looking at their income and expenses. And, and if they're not seeing the value in what we're delivering, if they don't feel that anything has changed over the last I don't know, three years and rents have gone up, they may actually begrudge you receiving that extra income. Or likewise, if their rent has gone down, they might be looking to cut costs wherever they can. So um, it could even be that they were talking to a friend at lunch, okay, and the friend is one of those people who brags about everything, like bragged about how they have a new property manager and they screwed them down to 5%. They paid 7% with their last in, um, agency, but now they're at 5%. And you know the type of friend, don't you, Sean? Like, I hope I'm not that friend for you because, <laughs> you know, they, they, reckon, <laughs> they reckon their decision 
is the best one that anyone could make. Like, I mean, we all have friends like that, right? Um, and we know deep down that they are insecure and they carry on about things like that to pump themselves up. But you can't actually help but hear what they have to say. So they're so loud generally. But your client might say to someone who's, you know, going on about this new agency they've got now, they're, they're only paying 5%. They might say, what are you getting for that? And when the loudmouth friend starts telling them, all of a sudden they're thinking to themselves, hang on, I pay 8% for exactly the same thing. Mm. And it's like when you've bought the same barbecue, um, you know, a week, like when you find out that your friend has bought a barbecue the same as yours a week mm. after you ha- you did and you saved 50 bucks or they saved 50 bucks. And the reason I say that is because it happened to me. <laughs> Those little baby Q Weber things. I was, and I felt really ripped off. Mm. So now... Like the friend doesn't or the client doesn't know that the friend's property is a brand-new penthouse apartment in the, the same building that his PM works in. He doesn't know that the rent is $1,500 a week or he might know but he hasn't thought about it. All he mm. hears is that they're getting a better deal than him. And and the fact that his property is a four-bedroom home in a dodgy suburb that attracts a certain type of tenant and only receives $500 a week in rent like that doesn't come into it in his mind so understanding where the client is coming from when asking for a reduction is incredibly important and if you don't know you're then not going to be able to help them see the value you are providing so um like why they should in fact be paying you more so if you're on the phone and your client suggests that they should be paying less fees or want to negotiate then regardless of what your first instinct is you need to address the situation then and there. As much as you want to flick that across to somebody else, you need to address the situation yourself. So it could go something like this. Okay, Bill, this is a little unexpected. Has there been something that's happened that I'm unaware of? Okay, no, all right, then well, maybe you can give me some insight into why you are asking for a reduction in your fees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I don't want you to do is to make a joke out of the request, okay, regardless of how well you know someone. Like, um, please please don't be dismissive. They may be feeling quite uncomfortable and you don't want them to become defensive because that's going to actually make them feel more justified in asking. And, and look, I, I've been guilty of that before, like kind of like, what do you mean? Am I the best property manager you've ever seen? You know, that that's not the correct response. And if they send you an email, respond straight away with the request to speak with them on the phone or over Zoom or even face-to-face. And, and your response would be something like, hey, Bill, or hi, Bill, not hey, that's a bit too casual, actually. I received your question regarding a reduction in our fees. This sounds serious. I'm concerned there may be something that has happened which I'm unaware of. I'd like to speak with you personally about this. What is the best time for us to have a chat? Okay, so when you do this, even though the ball is back in their court, like we've actually passed it back to them to to nominate a time, I still want you to create a task to follow them up um, if you haven't heard back from them in 24 hours because, you know, we don't want you to think that the issue has gone away because it definitely hasn't. So that um, responding to them straight away and then asking the question is going to help you understand why they've come to you with this request and I'm uh, I'm always talking about it like one more question just ask one more question and you'll find out the juicy bits okay 
that makes mm-hmm. sense? Okay. So, yeah, it does. It's amazing. Thanks for that answer. So if we find out the juicy bits and we know why they've asked for us to drop our fees, but we have decided it is a no deal, the fees are staying as they are, it is not happening, we're not budging, we're kind of not negotiating at that point, how do we actually say no without offending the client and losing them in the process? That's a really great question. And I guess the first thing I have to say is that negotiating fees over email is never going to have a great result. So that's why I want you to ask for a phone call or a a face-to-face. Wherever possible, we want to be speaking with them directly and, um, yeah, organising that face-to-face meeting. So the reason I say this is because the tone of our emails is very dependent upon how the person is feeling when they actually read the email. And if they are feeling a little embarrassed or a little awkward, you know, about asking the question, um, they may misinterpret what we're trying to say. The second point I want to make is that we need to adjust our own reaction to a request like this. Um, Some people just love getting a bargain. Like, they thrive on it. And my stepfather, stepfather, I said stepfather, he's a dairy farmer, (laughs) ex-dairy farmer, but he's my stepfather. Like, he has more money than God. And he hates paying full price. He mm. is very, very comfortable with asking the question for a discount. He almost does it without thinking. And the interesting thing, though, is that he doesn't mind paying top dollar for what he perceives as great value. So he just asks. It's like a habit with him. And he does get a little thrill when he gets a bargain, but it's, yeah, he still doesn't mind paying for value. So try not to take the request personally and become defensive. It's hard, but when it becomes personal, you start telling yourself stories to justify your feelings. So, oh, that ungrateful so-and-so, like, how dare he ask for a discount after all I do? Can you believe after all that crap I deal with for him, this is how he repays me? Like, see, those stories, when, when we start telling them to ourselves, it's all like, me, me, me. And it, it's mm-hmm. just like when they're asking us for the reduction, they've said that they don't like us. And and that's actually not the case at all. Um, And so it's important to remember that we're in a professional relationship with our clients because they do. That's how they want to see us as property professionals. So we need to be seeing ourselves that way too. And and they're not going to be thinking that, oh, Terry is going to start believing that everyone hates her because I asked for a discount. That, That will not cross their mind. They are thinking about how they're feeling, not about Terry's insecurities. And and we should be thinking about how, how they're feeling too because we are in a service industry after all. So saying no gracefully, like, guys, it does take some practice. It's a skill you're going to have to develop, so you need to prepare and practice. Don't avoid the conversation. Don't think it's too hard. Um, personally, I've tried a number of different methods and I always find that understanding where someone is coming from then allows me to demonstrate the value in the price that they're paying. And, guys, this is where the problem actually lies. They haven't seen the value in what we do. They're not confident that when their mate says, I'm paying less, that they're actually receiving more than him. They're not raving fans because we haven't demonstrated our value. They haven't understood just how much easier their life is because we're in it, like, They don't know that they make more money with us than they would with a competitor because we're not showing them how we do this. And I reckon it's happened to me. Uh, And I think I've probably mentioned this only 900 times to you, Sean Lee, but it still grinds me years later that I lost Mm -hmm. a management because I had an amazing, 
long-term tenant in a property that was paying top dollar and that the client didn't see the value in what I did. Mm. I thought I'd given him what he wanted. And even though I delivered, he didn't appreciate the skill required to meet his expectations. So I didn't demonstrate my value. And when he asked me to drop my fees, I said, no, just like that, no. And I I basically showed him the door and I allowed it to become personal. And once I settled down, once I, you know, took a a bit, I settled down a bit, I recognised that that's actually a learning opportunity because, well, actually, because I haven't let it go, probably isn't, I haven't learned as much as I need to, Um, but it it still kills me. But it, it was definitely a learning opportunity because a flat no is generally not the right thing to say when you're asked the question. And I know there are some sales gurus out there who when someone, you know, and, and I've been through training where they've said, so when they ask you to um, waive the advertising, you just say no. And then you pause. And I'm like, oh, we're in a relationship with these people. Like the other person can't help but feel like you've given them a, like a big shunt in the chest when you do that. And and that that's actually happened with my guy, that that client. Um, we both got upset very quickly. He didn't like that he um, or he didn't feel, I guess, that he was being heard. And like I say all the time, our clients want and deserve to be heard. So mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like I'm taking a long time to get to the point here today. No, 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 you're good. And just quickly, you, um, in in what you just said, just made me remember something. I just recently moved from um, Optus to Telstra, and I did it in like five minutes when I walked into a good guy's store last week. And I had been thinking about doing it. I realised that I'd been a member. Of, sorry, I've been with Optus for 18 years. I thought to myself when I was in there, I probably should just call them and say to them, like, you know, this is what I'm looking to do. And then I was like, they're not going to care. So they're not going to care they lose me as a client. They're not going to do anything for me. They're just probably going to say, no, nah, sorry, can't do that deal. And I just didn't bother calling. So what you what you just said about that straight no, I felt like I would just get a straight no. Um, even though I'm a loyal customer of 18 years with one, I've never, ever, ever not paid them for 18 years. I just didn't bother and I moved straight across the telescope. So isn't it interesting when we think we're going to get a no um, without even, we don't even ask sometimes either. So that's that's quite mm-hmm. interesting. Um, extra point in this is that we sometimes just go, nah, they're not going to do it, so we might as well just move on and find somewhere yeah. else to go, which is what we don't what we don't want our clients doing. No, because we are all about retention. This is our season. Mm-hmm. Okay? We don't want to do all that hard work bringing on new business and then we can't retain those clients. So the interesting thing then with that story is that Optus have not acknowledged that you've been a loyal client. Never. They haven't. Never. Yeah. Not, in not in before business. and not even after. Okay. No, I, I agree. the email I got from them was um, we've just found out that you would like to disconnect your mobile number and you've transferred to another service. Um, if you could let us know why. And then they gave me a link and that is the last I heard of them. And I was like, wow. Like, and I know they're a huge company, but I was like, I was with you for 18 years. I have my first mobile number with you at like grade, in grade seven, I think it was. Um, so it blew my mind. That was kind of the response I had after saying, you know, goodbye um, after 18 years. But I didn't even feel like I need, I, I wanted to go have that conversation with them because I knew it wouldn't result in anything. So, but I stayed with them for such a long time and I had that feeling about them. Isn't that interesting as well? Mm. Well, I um, there's a couple. Of, that's actually a really good case study that we could use <laughs> to to talk about property I just, management. I just thought about when you were talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the guys, um, I guess if we go back onto track to like ha- how to say no um, yeah. gracefully, if 
like it, it's important once you've discovered where they're coming from. So like Shonley in her example, nobody actually asked. Well, they did ask, but it was like a token gesture, wasn't it? Mm. It was kind of like, let mm. us know. And that was it. Yeah. It's like they ticked a box. So um, what we want to do is like really find out why they felt, one, it was okay to ask for a discount. And then when they've done that, you're going to have to actually start to remind them of your value. So if they tell you it's because their rent has gone up, and we're getting paid as in the agency's getting paid more, but we're not doing anything extra, then you can actually speak with them about how, yes, that is the case, which is why it's so important that we are negotiating to increase your rent wherever possible. As you know, it not only puts more money in your pocket as the client, but it also keeps my boss happy. And likewise, if the market did take a downward turn, like it did in Melbourne over the last 12 months, those poor guys 20% less in some areas our rents would be, or our fees rather, would be adjusted accordingly. So it's actually a great incentive for us to ensure you're achieving the highest possible rent. Now, I know we're able to negotiate a further $30 a week when we renew the lease um, with your current tenants a few months ago. And Bill, I'm actually not confident if we'd gone to the open market, we would have been able to achieve this for you. So, And then there would have been the other costs as well. So Bill, would you like me to take you through how much better off you are now than if we'd not been able to negotiate a new lease at this price? So what we've actually done is we're we're showing the value. Like, yeah, he, he can see the facts. He can see that, yeah, I'm paying you more because I'm earning more mm-hmm. um, and you're actually not doing anything extra. So he's not understanding the skill that um, – we have in in negotiating that higher rent for him and and how we actually saved it going out to the market and then he'd have to pay a letting fee and advertising and the risk of um, having um, no rent in the property. So, like, would you like me to take you through how much better off you are now than if we'd not been able to negotiate a lease at um, this price means, you know, we, yeah, he's actually going to buy into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and you'll find that the actual question of reducing the fee gets lost in all of that because we're demonstrating what we do. Now, ideally, a conversation like this should have been happening at the time of renewing the lease, not when the client asks for a discount. So um, just want you to remember that, but we can circle back, okay? We can circle back to help them understand. And remember the barbecue that I bought in, you know, my last example where I knew someone else had got one for $50 less? If I knew that my barbecue had four burners, not three, or that mine came with an outdoor cover worth $100, I wouldn't be feeling ripped off. I'd be like, mate, you didn't get the deal I got. I'd be feeling pretty smug. And if I went back to the store that I bought it from and said, hey, I'm $50 off because my friend paid less and the, and then the sales guy explained to me why I ended up with the better deal. Like, he, you know, we gave you this cover and it's this and it's that. I'd still be feeling pretty good but also a little bit like, God, I wish I'd known that earlier. I feel like a bit of a goose now because, you know, I've stormed in there to get my discount because somebody else had a – I thought somebody else had a better deal. So, like, this is the – this is how I want you to think about why, when we're talking about value um, all the way through the relationship, you're actually not going to get to this point where they're asking for a discount. So even though it's a good good exercise to run through and you need the skills to deal with it, I want you to think about what you can do beforehand. So if Bill let me know, um, poor old Bill is confident today, but if he let me know that his friend was paying 5%, 
he'd been to that um, dinner or lunch or whatever it was and he wanted to know why he was paying 8% for the same service, I then be able would be able to respond with like something along the lines of this. So, okay, that's interesting that ABC Realty has charged that amount because like every business, there's a, a cost to what we do and, you know, it surprises me that they've gone that low. Um, Bill, I just double-checked the fees you're paying and it looks like you're actually paying a little lower than what our current rate is. It's normally 8.5% plus GST and you're at 8% inclusive. So um, do you know where your mate's property is located? And while you're asking these questions and um, getting a really good feel for the situation, you could actually do some calculations as you talk and, and then you could say something like, so based on what you're telling me, Bill, even though it appears to be cheaper, like he's only paying 8% or 5%, it looks like your friend's actually paying $75 a week in um, fees, whereas you're only paying $40 a week and, and your home's a four-bedroom home with two bathrooms and, and his is like three bedrooms in an apartment with no yards. So it looks to me like you're actually getting a better deal. So we're kind of taking away that, um, you know, the, oh, I'm missing out kind of approach and we can always justify it in a way that, oh, it's $1,500 compared to $500, all that kind of thing. But the reality is... He's paying less, so he shouldn't be feeling this way. And and this is this conversation or, or that approach is going to help your client, old Bill, understand that he's not getting a rough deal and that you can then start to, like, lead into the conversation around other pieces of value you provide. So, look, the odd request for a fee reduction from clients is quite normal. Yeah, all kinds of, yeah, it, if you think about my stepfather, he, he would just have a crack basically um, and see how he went. And and he would just walk away going, oh, yeah, okay, I missed out. It's no problem. They're doing a good job, that kind of thing. But if you're receiving lots of requests from different owners, then you're going to have to have a look at how you're demonstrating value to your clients throughout the relationship. Um, it's as simple as that. Mm, great answer. Thank you. And I have one more question. So if we keep the client on board. We've said no, I'm really sorry, you know, we're not able to adjust the fees. They stay on board with us. How can we go about mending and maintaining that relationship moving forward um, so that, you know, if there was a little bit of damage done, we can still maintain it and move forward and um, not have them leave us, I guess. Yeah, okay. Not not feel awkward, okay. Mm. And um, look, regardless of whether you feel their request was justified or not or, or even if it was granted or not, so maybe you did take 1% off, I, I don't know. But once a client has requested a fee reduction, you need to be paying special attention to them. Just by that act, simple act of reaching out and asking, um, they've actually announced to you that they're not entirely happy. So they're not a raving fan. Their first reaction was like, oh, I'm missing out, rather than, oh, my God, I get more than you do, buddy. So, like, I want you to have a look at the ways you can strengthen your relationship with the client without making them feel like you're only doing this because they said something. Like, oh, yeah, they, they've been pretty good, but only after I said something. You don't want them feeling like that. So first thing is to review how you're communicating with them. If they have a great tenant and very little maintenance, um, then the chances are you're probably not talking to them as often as you should. And so then you're going to have to start to, like, and, and that's what we want. We don't want dramas, but you need to have a look at where you can actually 
add value, what your touch points are. So look at your routine inspection and can you create a, a better experience around that? Can you create more value for that client? And actually, while you're doing this, implement some touch points across the whole portfolio because the chances are if one person is feeling like this, if they're not confident that they're receiving value, then sure as eggs, there's going to be others, all right? Mm. Um, and and if we use um, poor old Bill uh, as an example again, you could you could even take this approach. So, look, Bill, I understand that sometimes on the surface, property managers all look the same. And the only way to tell the difference between us is by the prices that you're paying. So, look, I know our agency is not like all the others. I, I, I'm so confident that we do an amazing job. And I'm really sorry that we haven't shown you how we are different. So what I'd like to do is schedule some time to sit down with you on a regular basis, say once a quarter, and we can review where your investment is at and then create a strategy for the next quarter. Now, the first one might take a, you know, might take a bit longer, but it, it won't take a, a lot of time thereafter. And we normally do this for our owners who have three or more properties with us, but I'd like to offer it to you as I think it'd be helpful, um, particularly given your long-term goals to develop this site at some stage. Would you like to do this? Mm-hmm. And then I can actually now see Bill bragging to his friends at his next dinner party, like how his property manager, she sits down with him on a quarterly basis to strategize, and he only pays 8% for this. So it's a complete mm-hmm. shift in, in his thinking and it's actually something that we should be doing anyway, um, that, that strategizing catch-up. But, you know, if he's, he's not entirely happy. And even though he's still paying the price, he's going to feel a little bit, mm, bit meh about it. So what can we do to make him feel better? And um, the quarterly catch-up is actually a, a simple thing. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. to pay special attention to those people that have asked for that, regardless of whether or not they've received it or not. It means that there's something maybe potentially not, something hasn't gone completely to plan. So it is important to pay extra attention to them. But what we didn't cover off on Terry is um, that sometimes people are asking for these reduction in fees because there, there genuinely is something going on behind the scenes and they just need that little bit of extra cash. And you, you, know, you don't know what it's going to be, but there could be something going on. Your husband's been laid off from work or whatever it might be. They've got medical expenses. There could be a really reasonable explanation as to why they're asking. So I think that whole getting to the bottom of it and asking you know some important questions around it will help you identify why they're asking for this. And that will help you kind of feel a little bit better about the relationship as well because we are all human. We are all connected. We all go through very similar you know experiences on this planet. Um, and I think it helps us have empathy if we actually know the reason that they're asking for something like this. So, yeah. But I mentioned that as well. Um, yeah. But we had a question from Cassie. Yeah. Hi, Cassie. Thanks for joining us. And she said, how do you let your client know throughout the time they'll value an extra without sounding smug? I think what she's saying is, how do you let your client know um, that you're doing, you know, at the at the time that you're doing extra for them and you're providing the value without sounding smug about it? How do you mm, go with that, yeah. Terry? And that's, um, it's a really good question because I think that most property managers, um, or most of the property managers I know, they're, they're actually not... Um, you know, the, the ego doesn't come into it, I, I think. So, um, we're, and we can feel a little awkward when we're saying we've done a great job. So, what I want you to think about, Cassie, is not about us telling them how great we are, but it's us demonstrating our values. So, demonstrating is um, like when you, let, let's say the tenant 
Oh, this actually, this is a really good one. Sorry, I could have. I've got so many examples, Cassie. But when um, when a tenant might request some maintenance, um, what what kills me is when we cut and paste what their message says and then sends that to the owner. So even though we've passed along the maintenance request, we haven't actually demonstrated our value to the owner there. And like sometimes it's it's as simple as saying. Um, you know, Mr. Owner, I the tenant has mentioned that the hot water system is playing up again. I gave them a call to check to see that they had actually, I, I don't know, we used to lift the little valve thing and make the, the hot water system, make sure it was full. But it could be something like that. So I checked with them and, look, they have done that and this is what I think we need to do. So that's actually a little demonstration of our value. We haven't, that the client's not saying, oh, well, did they get them to check that, that, that it's full? You know, because that would then be another another phone call. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is oh, injury condition report. Ingoing report is a, a, such an important thing for us. We know if we get to tribunal that that piece of paper is crucial quite often to the outcome of, um, you know, what, what what's going to happen. So what the, the member's ruling is. And yet we don't actually... It, like quite often we don't send a copy to the owner. We don't explain what's going on. We don't say things like, particularly to um, when a, a new when new business comes on, we don't explain the importance of it. We don't use words like we've scheduled your ingoing report to be conducted or your ingoing inspection to be conducted. Um, we don't, when the report comes back, send it to the client because the tenant has written all these things over it. Now, you can still send it to your client. So, one, they get to see what the condition of their property is like, but also you can use it as a, a an example of of your value again or demonstrate your value because, Mr. Owner, I'm sending through the ongoing report. You can see that there's actually a couple of comments that the tenants made. I don't agree with them, so I've organised to go and see them at the property tomorrow afternoon at 4 o'clock. I'll let you know how I go. Wow. They're like, oh, great. Oh, Terry, she's across it. Now, it's these tiny little things, and I'm really, because we're so busy, I'm super into can we leave a message, a voice message that gives them the information that they need um, rather than can you give me a call? I just want to have a talk to you about the condition report. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the main conversation, you know, if there's an issue, would be after the 4 o'clock appointment with the tenant, but we're giving them the heads up that this is what's going on. So um, we're not badgering them or asking them to do anything. We're kind of keeping them in the loop. And, Cassie, that might actually be a way of thinking about it as well, how we're keeping them in the loop. Mm. All right? Did you just say say voice message, Terry? Sorry, I think I just heard you say voice message, which is my favourite thing ever in the whole entire world. And it is because you can hear the tone, right? It's not like an email that's like, for a, a tone that could come off wrong an email saying, you know, um, hi, Mr. Owner, just letting you know, tenants have sent back the injury condition report. It looks wrong to me. I'm not impressed. I'm going to go out and check it out tomorrow. Like it seems kind of, it, you know, you would read that and go, oh, I kind of feel like I'm impacting their day now. As the, as the client, you'd be like, oh, I feel like I'm kind of making them do more work. But if they sent you a voice message and it was just like, hey, just wanted to let you know and you could hear the tone, it just changes the whole dynamic and it makes them go, wow, they're happy to go out and do the, do this extra work for me go the extra mile um, because you can hear that tone. So I love voice message and I think there's lots of different ways we could be using it. And you can't send it to every, I, I, 
I don't think you can send a voice message to every single person's phone in terms of, I think, um, you obviously iMessage you can. I don't know what phones don't receive it. Maybe Androids, I don't know. Um, something to check. So you can't maybe send it to every single client, but I think they're just really good ways to check in as well. Just extra touch points. Hey, Mr. And Mr. Owner, just letting you know, I drove past your house this afternoon on my way home. And I wanted to let you know the lawns are looking amazing. Have a good night. Just stuff like that where you can add extra value, I think goes a really long way. Um, and hopefully the other clients that aren't going to come back to you and say, hey, can you please discount your fees for me? Um, hopefully they're the ones that don't ever sort of put their hand up and ask that, that question. Mm. So yeah yeah exactly thanks for listening Um, cassie yeah so if you are interested in hearing more about what we do at pm excite we would love to invite you now to head over to pmexcite.com and check out the pm club uh, where you have access to over 90 templates along with courses and resources and monthly training sessions that terry runs and also guest experts that come and join us each month so just to give you a quick insight into the membership option the investment is only 99 dollars a month for your entire agency to access our membership and you can cancel at any time if you no longer feel that what we're providing sorry, that what we're delivering um, aligns with you and your agency. And we also have a free bundle option, which I think is amazing. It just means you can essentially taste test PM Excite and access some of our courses and templates for 14 days. So if you are sitting on the fence, this could be a great option for you uh, to get a feel for what's involved in our membership. But that is us for now. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen into this conversation. And we look forward to bringing you another one next week. But until then, stay safe and enjoy the rest of your week. See ya.